Musclehead Revolution. Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Always glad to have you with us as we uh, seek each day to obliterate confusion, amplify truth, pursue clarity, and we do so from the shadow of the Freedom Tower, which just in that symbol uh, has a lot of importance and meaning, at least to me, as to why I come to this microphone every single day. Uh, And we want to uh, help you uh, pursue that clarity in your life. Now, coming up, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu has some things to say to the world. I'll let you hear what he had to say. And also, a very important story from the Ivy League. Stay with us. The Musclehead Revolution. Kevin, I like you. Musclehead is better than bonehead. With me tonight is Kevin McCullough. With us now, syndicated columnist Kevin McCullough. Joining us now, Kevin McCullough, who blogs at townhall.com. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The author of Musclehead Revolution. Overturning liberalism with common sense thinking. Calling on listeners from across the country to fight back. You're like a man. You take the wealth. You musclehead. The Musclehead Revolution. Uh, Kevin McCullough is my name, 888-589-8840. Let's go straight to Jerusalem where Benjamin Netanyahu is uh, talking to the press that is gathered there about, uh, well, he just he just wrapped up his comments. I was going to get some of them live. We actually do have uh, the opening of, of his comments that he was making in uh, English, not at the very beginning, but he started with his presentation to the press just moments ago. Uh, in Jerusalem just moments ago, he started with an explanation uh, that some of the press were watching uh, a video in the room that had to do with a chart of where some of the rockets that had been fired recently towards Israel were coming from. And I'll let you uh, hear what he said uh, at that point in time. Fortified right around that school. It's very important to see that and to understand what kind of conditions our forces are facing from Gaza. Here's a, a terror tunnel near a school. Uh, you see the, the big uh, building to the right of the arrows, that's a school. Uh, you see civilian houses a uh, distance of a few meters, a mosque literally touching the school, uh, civilian houses uh, around it. Uh, this is where the terror tunnels are dug. May I say that in many places, the terror tunnels were dug from homes, from homes, from inside the homes. So uh, that is an example, again, of the use of civilian areas both to fire rockets at our civilians and to dig the terror tunnels for the death squads to uh, reach and uh, our people, kidnap and kill them. All right, that was just uh, one of the opening statements that he was uh, talking about, and he was pointing to an illustrated um, uh, photo that they had on the screen at the time, and he was t- and they were pinpointing uh, some of the people that were there. They also did uh, a little bit of a, um, a breakdown of the film, uh, one of the assistants to Netanyahu demonstrated that they were actually uh, showing how Hamas was forcing families up to the roof of this building where they launched a rocket from. And they were forcing those families to be there uh, in, in the event of uh, an Israeli response uh, because Hamas wanted those people to die. Ha- Hamas is the one that is wanting the people to die, not Israel. Um, 
Netanyahu pointing out that four or five rocket launch origination points coming from right next to a school building. By the way, an UNRWA school, what we talked about yesterday that the United States has helped fund in a significant way and in which uh, uh, Hamas and Islamic Jihad personnel have been recruited as teachers, basically turning the schools into indoctrination centers. And that's not fair. And it needs to be put to an end. And so I, I hope that we defend um, Israel's right to exist on every level. I just hope that that is always the signature of the United States. Okay, Kevin McCullough, glad you're with us. Uh, we'll, more of this on a, in just a moment. But I want, I want to very, very quickly tell you that if you have not yet taken advantage of the MyPillow buy one, get one free opportunity, uh, you're, you're going to be kicking yourself. Friends, if you have any form of neck, shoulder, back pain, this pillow has fixed it for me. I'm Kevin McCullough. Uh, go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code KMC. Their interlocking patented fill helps your blood flow between your brain, your neck, and your organs so that you get perfect sleep. And who wouldn't like better sleep starting tonight? I used to stack three pillows to try to get that uh, effect uh, to occur and uh, was never successful. Kevin McCullough, it's the Kevin McCullough Show. Stay with us. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and for the last few weeks, you've heard me raving about the sleep I've been getting, but it hasn't always been that way. Yeah, in fact, uh, prior to about 10 weeks ago, uh, here's what my nightly routine consisted of. I couldn't sleep. I'd wake up two or three times a night, sometimes every hour. I'd I'd try to, to stuff or shape or roll pillows into shapes that I thought would help and get them under my neck just the right way to get my neck supported because I always noticed I had these uh, kinks in my neck. The problem was none of that was helping because the materials on the inside of those pillows were not designed to fully support my neck, my shoulders, my head position, and therefore proper blood flow between my brain and my organs. Now that may sound kind of weird. You may be saying, Kevin, what? I don't want to know about your blood flow between your brain and your organs. Hey, it's what causes you to get into REM cycle sleep. The ability for your brain to to have proper blood flow to your heart back and forth so that your organs can go into that semi-paralysis state of rest so that they can heal, so that the cells do what they need to do to regenerate. Friends, that's what healthy sleep is all about. And the truth was I wasn't getting one-tenth of the amount of healthy sleep that I needed. You should be in REM cycle every night. You should be having dreams because your brain uh, is using that activity to uh, help reset itself. Here's the problem. It's not you. It's not the pillows uh, per se that you have. It's the pillow that you don't have. And that's why my pillow is what you need to have on your bed. Uh, Let me tell you why. There's a patented formula on the inside of the pillow uh, for their fill material. Now, some some pillows are filled with down. Some are filled with memory foam. Uh, None of that stuff works the way this stuff does because these interlocking pieces that are on the inside of the pillow actually allow the pillow not to crawl on you or to get away from you or to change its position or shape in the middle of the night. In fact, if you start out with uh, proper neck support, uh, putting the pillow right under where your neck is, you're going to wake up the next morning in that exact same position. 
It gives you the best night's sleep I've ever had, and I, I want you to be convinced and to try it for yourself. And that's why I talked to the guys at my pillow and I said, hey, can we give them one free if they buy one? That way, uh, husbands and wives and uh, parents and kids and whoever needs one in your house, you can get them. 800-506-2641 is the number, 800-506-2641. I want you to call and get your my pillow tonight. And they're going to send you the second one free. And when you do, the people in your house are suddenly going to be much nicer. (laughs) And you're going to seem much nicer because you're getting actual REM cycle rest. 800-506-2641. Have you ever had sleep interruptions? Get the MyPillow. See if it doesn't work. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee for any reason necessary. And they warranty the pillow for 10 years. 800-506-2641. Promo code KMC. The Kevin McCullough Show thanks eHarmony.com, dedicated to helping Christians find their soulmates since the year 2000 with over 565,000 Christian marriages to date. eHarmony.com's calling is to bring couples together to share a lifetime of Christian love and commitment. eHarmony.com for more information. Well, somebody else is jumping into the game today. Just when you thought you hadn't uh, quite heard from enough people on the issue, um, Mr. Jimmy Carter uh, wanted to weigh in. Actually, that's more like Jesse Jackson, isn't it? I'm sorry. My, my, my Carter's not so good. Uh, anyway, um, he penned um, um, an article today that appeared, let's see, in the Jerusalem Post. Um, without mentioning Hamas's aggression and the continued libel against Israel leading up to the outbreak of recent events, President Carter squarely pointed at Israel as the only culprit in the outbreak of violence and the dissolution of the Palestinian unity government. This is what Carter's blaming it on, that Israel didn't accept the fact that Hamas, a terrorist group, was attempting to form a unity government in the Gaza with Fatah, uh, a non-terrorist group, in the West Bank. Because they didn't get all excited that Hamas and Fatah were trying to form a unity government for both Palestinian regions, uh, Carter is saying they earned the rocket attacks. That's what he said. That's what he's basically arguing for. Tragically, Israel rejected this opportunity for peace and has succeeded in preventing the new Palestinian unity government's deployment in Gaza. Uh, Throughout the um, op-ed... Carter denounces uh, Israel's operation in Gaza as illegitimate. He said, There is no humane or legal justification for the way the Israeli defense forces are conducting the war. Israeli bombs, missiles, and artillery have pulverized large parts of Gaza, including thousands of homes, schools, and hospitals. The former president um, stood in stark contrast to even John Kerry, who just said yesterday, No country can live uh, with the condition, and the United States uh, stands squarely behind Israel's right to defend themselves, period. The the odd thing about this is that this comes day two into a 72-hour ceasefire in which, by the way, Israel has removed all of its troops from Gaza. So far, the peace is held. No more rockets have been fired. By the way, uh, all 32 tunnels, secret tunnels, have been destroyed. By the way, those uh, UN UNRWA locations that were being used to um, indoctrinate kids. Uh, they booby-trapped them with explosives in the walls. We, we heard all about this yesterday from Brooke Goldstein. Um, those locations have been destroyed. And then if you really want to see something amazing, uh, over on the, uh, the Facebook page today, I posted 
an actual video. It's from a it's from a journalism group that was in the Gaza. Uh, they t- they videotaped this from a hotel balcony that was overlooking basically um, you know scrap property that was adjacent to a couple of apartment buildings, a school, and a hotel. Very densely populated civilian area. Uh, what Hamas did is they came in and they set up a tent. And uh, I guess I guess they're under the impression that uh, a tent will hide what they're doing from the satellites or whatever. I, I, and I'm, maybe maybe it works. I don't know. But they set up a tent. They had curtains all around it. They were running wires to and from it. The a journalist is going. This is odd. So they started filming from the balcony, and he explains to them in the midst of uh, what uh, you're seeing because you can't really see that much, and they blurt out the faces of the people involved. But you see basically a bunch of activity, and then all of a sudden they take the tent down at the end of the day. But they're covering something in in shrubbery. They're covering something in in, in bushes after the tent's gone. Kind of looks like a a cannon, but it's not quite. So uh, they they do all of this, and then uh, like uh, a day later, the same hotel crew or the journalism crew in the same hotel is still running a camera. They capture the launch of the rocket from that location. They wanted to go down and investigate it, but some of the people there are saying, don't, 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 uh, Israel might respond. And so while they wanted to get close to film it up close, they, they chose not to. And I don't believe that Israel ended up responding to that specific rocket location, most likely because they realized the hotel and the school and everything else was there. Um, I, I, the reason I feel like it's important to point all this out is because you have Jimmy Carter out there saying, uh, Israel is a bunch of pigs, and they did all this uh, because they hate Palestinians, and they're committing genocide. And, and, and Jimmy Carter should be ashamed of himself. He should be ashamed of himself because he either doesn't know the facts or he's willfully ignoring them, and in either case, proffering a, pos- a position or an opinion on something that he has so little substance to support is really irresponsible. So, President Carter, I don't know. Maybe you live in Georgia. Maybe you have uh, this radio network turned on this afternoon. Uh, if you do, I hope you hear. You should be ashamed of yourself. Just no doubt about it. Um, and then there's there's more speculation about how our administration is interacting with uh, Israel, and there's a lot of concern there. But that's the latest update, and I wanted to uh, bring you some of that. Let's hear a little bit more of the... Uh, Netanyahu uh, statements, because, again, these these were given just moments before we came on the air. Uh, I expect now that the uh, members of the press are leaving uh, Gaza, or some of them are leaving Gaza, and are no longer subjected to Hamas restrictions and intimidations, I expect we'll see even more documentation of Hamas terrorists hiding behind the civilian population, exploiting civilian uh, targets. I think that's very important for the truth to come out. The goal of uh, Operation Protective Edge was and remains to protect Israeli civilians. That means to protect our people from roughly 3,500 rockets, 3,500 rockets that Hamas and the other terrorist groups have fired on our cities, on our towns, on our civilians, on our children in the last month. The goal of uh, this operation was to protect our people from the threat of terror tunnels, 
built to send death squads into Israel to commit terrorist atrocities against Israel's civilians, to kidnap and to kill. Israel deeply regrets every civilian casualty, every single one. We do not target them. We do not seek them. The people of Gaza are not our enemy. Our enemy is Hamas. Our enemy are the other terrorist organizations trying to kill our people. And we've taken extraordinary circumstances and measures to avoid civilian casualties. The tragedy of Gaza is that it is ruled by Hamas, a tyrannical and fanatical terror group that relishes civilian casualties. They want civilian casualties. They use them as PR fodder. So it's not that they uh, don't want them. They want them. And they pretty much say so. Indeed, Hamas has adopted a, a strategy that abuses and sacrifices Gaza civilians. They use them as human shields. They endanger them and deliberately increase the death toll. They fire their rockets at Israel from schools, from hospitals, from mosques. You've just seen that. From urban neighborhoods and uh, right next to schools where journalists are staying. You can uh, discover that for yourself. Of course, uh, nearly everyone says that they, are, they support Israel's right to defend itself. And we appreciate those who say this. But there are those who refuse to recognize to, or to let Israel exercise that right. They would allow Hamas to attack with impunity because they say they're firing from schools or from mosques or from hospitals. And Israel should not take action against them. That's obviously a mistake. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, that's Benjamin Netanyahu, again, giving a, a, a majorly televised, worldwide televised uh, news conference uh, just moments before we were on the air. Uh, and um, I, I want to go back to what he said just there at the end. Uh, there are a lot of people saying they defend the right of Israel. They, they, they support the right of Israel to defend itself. Our government has said that unceasingly. Uh, our actions haven't backed it up. Uh, our actions were to send John Kerry there to ask Gaza, uh, to ask uh, Israel to give every Hamas uh, uh, consideration in a ceasefire, and and none of none of the Israelis. Uh, they rejected it, and good for them. They should have. The, the The problem being, it takes more than lip service to say we support Israel and their right to defend their own existence. And I keep coming back to this, and friends, I hope it's helpful. I hope that you're using it in conversations. The problem of the Middle East is a simple one to explain. It is much more difficult to solve, but it is very simple to understand. Terrorist groups, uh, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, uh, Hamas, Hezbollah, these groups want Israel dead. They fight a lot of proxy wars through the Palestinian areas. They send people in uh, that do not represent the best interests of the Palestinians, and they do not interest, they're not interested in the uh, safety of the Palestinians. They are interested in eliminating and destroying Israel. They want Israel dead. Israel wants to live at peace. That's the problem in the Middle East, in a nutshell. One side wants the other side dead. The other side wants to live in peace with those around them and will do what is necessary to do so. They gave land to Egypt. 
They've given land to the Palestinians. They will do more of that, if necessary, to create a permanent, peaceful solution. But every time they've given a little, more terrorist action against them has been taken. And that's the major problem. I'm going to leave the Middle East when we come back from this next break. I want to get into a very specific story out of uh, the Dartmouth University community when we come back. Kevin McCullough Show thanks eHarmony.com, dedicated to helping Christians find their soulmate since the year 2000 with over 565,000 Christian marriages to date. eHarmony.com's calling is to bring couples together to share a lifetime of Christian love and commitment. eHarmony.com for more information. eHarmony.com founder Dr. Neil Clark Warren. From the very beginning, eHarmony has helped Christians find their perfect soulmate. And I'm so proud to share with you that 565,000 marriages have started on eHarmony.com. Most of those marriages are between two dedicated Christian persons. After years away, I'm back as CEO of eHarmony.com. And I am deeply committed to the importance of maintaining a strong allegiance to everything Christian marriage stands for. Who you marry will have more impact on your happiness than almost any other decision you make. We promise to do everything in our power to help you succeed. Make sure you trust this sacred task to a company that accounts for 438 married members every day. Go to eHarmony.com. And get started today for free. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. And if you're a regular listener to The Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel. But I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there, distill them to about 400, and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy and blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you got to do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. From great suffering came a solution. Communities. Serene, beautiful places where disorder became harmony. In a world where God, free will, and love were outlawed. Our people chose to do away with emotions. Those morning injections take them away. One person would learn the truth. Hello, my name. I know who you are. Who are you? The giver. When the elders need guidance, I provide wisdom using memories of the past. Secrets would be revealed. The way things look and the way things are are very different the young and the old are killed for the good of all of us they haven't eliminated murder they just called by a different name to save his world and the child who held the future he had to risk his life you can stop this you can change things Jonas has become dangerous to restore what had been lost With love comes faith based on the worldwide best-selling book Meryl Streep Jeff Bridges The Giver rated PG-13 parents strongly cautioned in theaters August 15th more information at Walden 
The Kevin McCullough Show thanks eHarmony.com, dedicated to helping Christians find their soulmate since the year 2000 with over 565,000 Christian marriages to date. eHarmony.com's calling is to bring couples together to share a lifetime of Christian love and commitment. eHarmony.com for more information. Kevin McCullough is my name. Okay, I want to I wanna switch gears. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Um, because I, I want to, um, I want to get into a, a different topic than uh, what we've, uh, very different from what we've been talking about in uh, recent days. Um, it's a very, uh, personal story of a young girl in, uh, at Dartmouth university. And th- this is, this is, this is so filled with sadness. It breaks my heart. It literally does. But there's a 20 year old college student in Dartmouth that says she may have to give up her dream of getting an Ivy League degree or education. She may even have to drop out of school because Dartmouth is not going to allow her to carry a gun to protect herself. Taylor Woolrich is her name, a junior, says the administrators at the school told her they won't let her carry a gun on campus even though she, and it's documented, that she lives in fear of a man who's been stalking her since she was a high school student in San Diego. Now, she's 20 now. She was 16 when he first started doing this. Uh, Woolrich, uh, the the young lady, uh, Taylor, says it's absolutely unfair. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. No one can understand unless they've walked the mile in my shoes. Boy, do I agree with that. Woolrich was 16 years old and working in a San Diego cafe when she says a man came in to buy a coffee and then kept returning throughout the day, just staring at her for long periods of time and trying to flirt with her. The man, 67-year-old Richard Bennett, kept this up for days. She says even sitting outside the store for an entire day and then following her home once, demanding that she talk to him and saying he was trying to protect her. There's some crazy going on in there. Um, She filed a restraining order, but it did little to keep Bennett away. Woolrich says uh, says that the man constantly harassed her during her first two years at Dartmouth, stalking her on social media, sending messages in which he promised to fly across the country to see her at college. She said, I thought they were empty threats, but when I came home last summer, he was at my front door within eight hours of my plane landing. That's when I realized how serious it was. Warwick and her family called the police. Bennett was arrested. A search in his car uncovered a slip noose, a knife, gloves, and other items. You know, because everybody uh, carries around a slip noose in their car. Bennett is currently in jail in San Diego County, accused of violating the restraining order and felony stalking, as well as other charges. But his next court date is August 20th. Warritz says she inquired about obtaining a permit to conceal to carry uh, to carry a concealed weapon in California and learned that the minimum age to get one is 21, though exceptions can be made under special circumstances. Uh, the sheriff's licensing division told her she would probably qualify, and she learned the same exception can be granted in New Hampshire, where Dartmouth is located. So now we've got uh, a girl that's, you know, underage, but special circumstances. The experts say... Her circumstances fit, be given a special uh, permission to do so in California, 
New Hampshire, where it's supposed to be, you know, live free or die is the um, is the state motto, uh, is supposed to be uh, able to get a hardship circumstance in there as well. But the Dartmouth administrators, not the state of New Hampshire, the school told her she was absolutely not allowed to carry a weapon on campus. She says she tried to plead her case, was told to speak with several campus officials, all of whom provided little to no help. There's no option. There's no one to go to. They will not hear my case, she said. Many colleges across the country have banned guns on campus to prevent mass shootings and accidental shootings by irresponsible or inebriated students. But the pro-gun rights uh, crime prevention research center in a study published on Monday said there there have been no reported problems or issues with college-age permit holders on campuses in the nine states, Colorado, Florida, Wisconsin, Utah, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Mississippi, and Kansas and Idaho, whose laws mandate that students and others be permitted to carry concealed handguns on public college grounds. John Lott told Fox News, there's this fear about the possibility of students causing problems, but people talk about these things without actual examples. By far, the safest course of action is to carry a gun for protection, especially for female victims. And friends, you've seen you've seen the headlines of the college-age girls that are experiencing record rates of sexual assault and harassment and all kinds of other things. So here's here's what um here's what i want to know uh do you think that a judge should should force dartmouth university to allow uh taylor woolrich to carry her gun do you think taylor should leave the school even though it's a dream of hers to have an ivy league education uh just you know return home or go somewhere else even though she's you know a sophomore or junior in the process. I mean, she's, she's already got a lot invested in, in what, where she's been and what she's done. And given the fact that, uh, that there, she's, she's got a legitimate claim to uh, danger that's there. See, if, if you were just coming to us and you were saying, well, you know, I think people are out to get me, you know, some sort of conspiracy like that, I, I don't know that we would feel that. This, this is documented. And he's got a hearing on August 20th, and he could get out. And if he gets out, look for him to slip away. This is the way these things sometimes work. And and the and the real damage is in not understanding the potential of what they could do. She seems to have a fairly clear grasp of the danger that she's in. What are your thoughts on this? 888 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. One call on Israel and Hamas, and then I'm going to talk to you about Taylor and her gun. Brandon in West Virginia, welcome. You're on with Kevin McCullough. Hi. Hey, brother. How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for your call. Hey, I uh, really appreciate your program, man. Um, I Thank believe you. that uh, that girl has every right to defend herself, uh, just as Israel has every right to defend themselves. Um, uh, speaking to Israel for just a second, uh, who they're fighting with, I mean, we know what the Lord told Hagar, uh, when she was pregnant with Ishmael, that uh, she was going to give birth to a son that would be a wild man. And uh, it says in Genesis 16, 12, and 13, uh, he said, the Lord said that he would be a wild man. His hand would be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And uh, the only way that thing's going to be settled over there is when the Lord Jesus Christ comes back. Uh, but that girl has every right to defend herself. I don't care what state she's in. We've got the Constitution. Um, you know, here in West Virginia, we've got 
uh, open carry and concealed carry. And, um, you know, we, uh, I, I don't get uh, bent out of shape. What do you think she should do? The- Brandon, what do, what, what do you think she should do? Do you think she oh, should I, unenroll, she should, or do you think she should go to court? What What would you advise her to do? I believe she should go to court. I believe she should go to court and fight for her right. Like you said, uh, live free or die state. Um, yeah. Uh, she needs to be able to defend herself against anybody, not just that guy, but some guy that she doesn't even know uh, that wants to come after her. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Thank you, Brandon, for the call. 888-589-8840. I want to go back to something Brandon said. I don't want to make a big deal about this, but, friends, it's really important that we get this right. Um, not all descendants of Ishmael are Muslim. Not all defend, not all descendants of Israel of, of Ishmael are uh, opposed to God. Uh, we we need to be careful not to speak uh, broad pronouncements over people that aren't carefully defined. There are Palestinian Christians that have lost their lives in this conflict. And we need to be sensitive to that. There are innocent Palestinian Muslims that have lost their life. They don't, don't want anything to do with what Hamas is about, uh, but they were forced to be sacrificed for the cause. Our hearts should break for those. Uh, just one big swipe of the brush saying, well, all the descendants of Ishmael are cursed and we should just, you know, whatever. That's, I, I just don't want to go there. Let's not. That's not that's not a proper understanding or application of the cross of Jesus. So let's not have that be what we become defined by. You can defend Israel, you can defend the innocence of Palestinian Christians and oppressed people and still point out the evil of the terrorists without lumping people into that group that don't need to be. I just want to I just want to clarify real clearly. All right, 888-589-8840. Uh Taylor Woolrich uh, she's got a bona fide stalker. He's got a hearing on August the 20th. She wants to carry her gun on campus this fall. The school is saying, absolutely not. Talk to the hand. If she was your daughter, 20 year old, uh, going to college, how would you advise her? Uh, she, she may, she says, I may have to leave the school. I may have to go home and give up on my dream of an Ivy league degree. I wouldn't think that was such a bad idea, actually, because I think largely universities are becoming useless uh, to actual education, uh, much more in, you know, towards the indoctrination part of things. But there are some disciplines, law, medicine, et cetera, that you have to go to university to get the education that you need. And that's what we're going to, you know, that's not going to change in the days to come. But overall, and I tend to agree with some of the voices that are saying this. I think that the university environment seeks to undo in about uh, 18 weeks what you've spent 18 years building into your son or daughter. And I, I kind of question the value of that. But that's not really the case. Uh, that's not really the issue that we're discussing uh, as it relates to Taylor. Because this is a young girl who for many years now has been dealing with this uh, stalker, creeper, weirdo. And needs to have some clear solutions. So I, I'm curious as to how you would advise her. If you can't get through on the phones, email me, kmcradio at gmail.com, kmcradio at gmail.com. Want to know your thoughts as we continue on The Kevin McCullough Show.
From great suffering came a solution. Communities. Serene, beautiful places where disorder became harmony. In a world where God, free will, and love were outlawed. Our people chose to do away with emotions. Those morning injections take them away. One person would learn the truth. Hello, my name. I know who you are. Who are you? The giver. When the elders need guidance, I provide wisdom using memories of the past. Secrets would be revealed. The way things look and the way things are are very different. The young and the old are killed. For the good of all of us. They haven't eliminated murder. They just called by a different name. To save his world and the child who held the future, he had to risk his life. You can stop this. You can change things. Jonas has become dangerous. To restore what had been lost. With love comes faith. Based on the worldwide best-selling book, Meryl Streep, Jeff Bridges, The Giver. Rated PG-13. Parents strongly cautioned. In theaters August 15th. More information at Walden.com. Kevin McCullough. And if you're a regular listener to the Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel. But I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there, distill them to about 400, and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy and blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you got to do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. It's Kevin McCullough. You know, my business partner, Stephen Baldwin, has always been invested in his health. He's got a busy schedule, and it hasn't always allowed him to eat very well. But when Stephen came across a technology that turned whole foods into supplements without losing any of the nutrient content, he knew he had to take advantage of it. The result is called This Life Now, a line of supplements named for one of Stephen's favorite scriptures, John 10.10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God gives us eternal life, but he also wants to give us abundant life, exactly where we are right now, and This Life Now helps us achieve just that. So we want you to go to the website and try it for yourself. You'll get more whole food nutrients per day. You'll get more energy and better overall health, more time to enjoy the abundance God has provided. Would you get online? thislifenow.net thislifenow.net or 844-592-5433 that's 844-592-5433 providing whole food nutrition in convenient supplement form that's thislifenow.net Kevin McCullough is my name, 888-589-8840. So glad to have you with us. We're talking about Taylor Woolrich, who is a student at the University of Dartmouth. It's been her lifelong dream to have an Ivy League education. She was a waitress in the the, uh, prime early age of 16 years of age um, at a deli in San Diego, California, when a man, who at the time I guess was 65, uh, came in to order coffee one morning, uh, took a fascination to her, and never stopped uh, trying to pursue her. Uh, she was understandably creeped out, uh, eventually got a, stra- a restraining order against him. He's done very inappropriate things, sitting outside her work an entire day waiting for her. When she went away to school, within eight hours of her plane touching down, 
he showed up on her doorstep at home, and that's when they uh, took him away and put him in jail for stalking and other uh, other crimes. But his next hearing comes up August 20th, possibility he could be free. Uh, she qualifies in California to carry a gun under a special exemption from the state law because of the circumstances. Uh, she also uh, would qualify under New Hampshire law for the same exemption. The problem is the official, the administrators at Dartmouth University do not trust the laws of California or New Hampshire, and they do not trust her to have a gun and to be responsible with its use. So they have told her under no circumstances will you be allowed to have a gun on campus, even if the crazy wackadoo has said he's going to get on a plane and come across the country and stalk you here. They're just unmoved by the plight. What would you do if you were Taylor Woolrich's parents in that situation? I'm very curious. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. And uh, I had uh, told uh, Tyler we'd get to him, so here we go. Tyler, sorry about that. You're up next. Uh, go right ahead. It's not a problem, and I listen to you all the time, so i got no problem waiting for you to get back on the line with me. Thank you. But, uh, thank you very much. What I was going to say was I'm going to come in and question. Um, I have three things I would tell my daughter if she was my daughter. Okay. Right, you're going to carry a gun with you. You will carry a taser with you, and you will travel in packs. I don't care where you're at. Because if, if she was my daughter, I live in Texas, she's going to uh, – uh, school in New Hampshire and everything, I can't be there to protect her all the time. She's going to have to right. do it herself. So she will have three types of defense mechanisms on her at all times. I don't care what the school says. If the school wants to say something to her, she's going to have to talk to me because that is my daughter. Right. And I'm pretty sure they would just say, well, uh, Mr. Dad, uh, we're going to send her home. So uh, thanks for playing, but uh, she's not welcome here. Well, you uh, know what? That, that, that right there would just tell me that that school right there ain't no good for nobody then. Now, let me ask you about the traveling in packs thing, because that's, that's a very easy, practical uh, piece of advice. But when you are doing uh, late-night lab work, when you're coming home from a job, you know, because, you know, college students, they keep weird hours because they're trying to work and go to school and, and that sort of thing. Is that really conceivable that you could always travel in packs? Well, that's where the taser and the gun comes in. So you, you your taser, would, and tell, your gun, you, you are a pack. Yeah, I, it's, would, it's, I would tell her to carry it at all times. I don't. It's I the mean, three amigos, you, your gun, and taser. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Tyler. Hey, you're a good sport. Thanks for, uh, thanks for I listening. I have one question for you real quick before go ahead. Uh, we go, give up. Uh, have you heard anything else about the, uh, the uh, town of Salem and the, and the University of Gordon? Uh, I have not heard an update on Gordon College, but I will uh, get back to you on that because uh, we've actually got them. some – I called Go the ahead. mayor 23 times just to call her bluff on what she's going to do. Did you ever get through? I got. I didn't get through, but I left at least 23 messages on her secretary's number. On, on and you were friendly and kind, and uh, uh, you represented uh, God and country uh, properly in those calls? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I did. Very good. Very good. Tyler, thank you for caring and taking action. That's what this broadcast is all about. We want to obliterate confusion, amplify the truth, and then pursue clarity, and sometimes we got we have to take action in order to achieve that. Uh, 888-589-8840. Let's go to uh, Kevin in Texas. Great place to be from, my home state, and a great name. Hey, Kev, how are you? Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure thing. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to comment on uh, Taylor's issue there in Dartmouth. Yes, go right ahead. And, and I'm calling as a person who's uh, fairly new to the, to the faith. And um, I just, I guess I'm calling on, on a broader issue of, of what I, one of my, Stumbling points 
before becoming a Christian for years and years was was the was was the, one of the Christians. Well, I don't know how to say this correctly. Was uh, the Christian love of guns, the uh, the Christian community, and the uh, and the gun movement. Uh-huh. And, and I'm calling as a father of three kids. I hunt. I have guns. My kids hunt. My daughter hunts. But the uh, the focus on guns. If I really look at what Christ said and what Christ believed and what we as Christians are supposed to do, I don't make the connection with with guns. Now this girl obviously has a problem, and she needs to defend herself, and she is a it's a different situation for her. But there's a reason they don't allow guns on campus, and I think it's a really good idea. Uh, you know, universities full of young people, fairly emotionally charged. Uh, a lot of times, there's alcohol involved, and uh, a gun is not a, a place, or not a gun. A gun is not a thing to have in a place like that. Mm-hmm. So, if she needs to defend herself, there are other other methods. First of all, taser, great idea. Pepper spray. There's other things she can do. And to be honest, as a gun owner, as a hunter, uh, her carrying the gun in her purse, if if she is not ready at all times to use that and to kill somebody at any moment, uh, it's probably not going to work as a self-defense weapon. Well, what about what about the situation in which uh, 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 you have only seconds to save your life and the police are minutes away? What, you know, how, how do you, how, is, is the gun in the purse a little more accessible than the police who are? Well, absolutely, but um, also I, she's probably going to have better luck with pepper spray or a taser uh, than a gun. But back to my original point is I don't, I don't make the connection of why we're talking about this today and what the fascination with with the Christians and guns is, what the connection is. Well, you're the one you're the one making, uh, you know, really broad sweeping generalities about all Christians and guns. I I don't know what your particular beef with people of faith and having guns is. Help me understand why why you think it's such a bad thing. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I don't understand why it's a focus at the we're AFA focused on the family. And like I said, we have guns at my house and we don't focus on the guns. And who's focusing, who's focusing on guns. What are we talking about on the show? If she has the right to, we're we're talking about how you would, how you would go. uh, Let me answer your question, Kev. We're we're Uh talking about how you would go about protecting your daughter. If she found herself in the exact circumstance that this girl finds herself in. But I think if you went through my archives, you'd have to go, Months and months and months and months to, to hear the last gun story that I talked about. Okay. Well, that may be true, but... So what, let, me, let me reiterate wait, wait, my I, I original see. question, which is, what do you have against people of faith having guns? We're, it's not that I have a problem with people of faith carrying guns. Now, I'm against uh, concealed carry permit in all situations. I don't think in, in public areas, at um, political events, uh, large sports events, um, bars. I don't think those are the place for guns. And uh, but I, I mean, I think it's a little unfair to say that the uh, there's no. Kev, what is, your, what, is your, what is your what is your what is your beef no with guns? And I'm a hunter. I have a Remington Wingmaster. We go hunting with the kids. My kids hunt. I, I don't have a beef with guns. I'm talking do you about think that people. do you think that hunting is the only thing guns should be allowed to be used for? Uh, no, I think if you guns for self defense. Hey, I have a gun in my house. Like I said, I so I, do I. Yeah, but uh, the I don't understand. Like if, like I said, I'm a new guy to the faith. 
if we were sitting here with Christ today, what would Christ, what would his answer be to this question? I don't think it would be to encourage her to get a concealed carry permit at Dartmouth. I don't think. Why do you think that? Why do you have, why do you have that prejudice against what you believe Jesus would say? Why are you putting words in Jesus's mouth in that way? I don't, what, where, where's your support for that? I think. Where's your support for that? What is, what do you base that thought on? Because I'm trying to I'm trying to help understand your thought process, because what this show is about is obliterating the confusion so that we can amplify truth and get to the clarity. And you feel very, very confused and tormented to me about this. And I'm just trying to understand what it is that is causing that confusion so that we can either see it together or at least uh-huh. see what the ingredients are and agree to disagree. But I want I want to fully understand and know what it is that is really uh, causing you this this uh, this burden, so that I can try to understand it from your perspective. Okay, confusion, fair word, torment, a little much. Um, if, if my understanding, you know, Christ did not give examples of every thing we're supposed to do in life, right? He gave Christ didn't address that, guns at all. You're correct. Yes. Yes. So, so we have to use how Christ lived his life and uh, the talks that he gave. And we can use those to shape the way we live our lives. Now, okay. So what did so what did Jesus say about those that would harm children? I don't know. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, he said, "Let the little yeah. children come to me, uh, unencumbered." And and basically, okay. if if we sought to to harm the hair on one of their heads, that it would be better to have a millstone put around our neck and thrown into the bottom of the ocean. Now. I don't know if you know how much a, a, an ancient times millstone weighed, but it was about 2,000 pounds. Uh, That's it, a pretty violent end to life. And he's saying if you, if you hurt children, this is what yeah. is basically you've, you've earned. Now, but that doesn't... We, first of all, I can tell you're getting a little wound up here. I'm a father. I'm not kid. wound up. I'm very, have, I'm very at peace I'm with what I believe. I'm not the one that's wound up. You're the one that is uh, 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 halting and stopping and stammering because I, I feel like you don't feel confident, and, but you don't know why you don't feel confident in what you want to believe, and I, I want to try to help you walk through it. So help me again understand your objection to this. Well, the, and the reason I'm and starting the stammering, like I said, I'm a new uh, convert to Christ. Yeah, that, that, that's fine. Hold on. We're, I'm, I'm, I want you to... Stay with me. We're going to stay through the break. When we come back the other side, uh, we're going to pick up on what you're talking about. Because I do think that we can obliterate some confusion. So stay with me. I'm Kevin McCullough. This is The Kevin McCullough Show from New York every single weekday. Thanks for being here. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. And for the last few weeks, you've heard me raving about the sleep I've been getting. But it hasn't always been that way. Yeah, in fact, uh, prior to about 10 weeks ago, uh, here's what my nightly routine consisted of. I couldn't sleep. I'd wake up two or three times a night, sometimes every hour. I'd I'd try to to stuff or shape or roll pillows into shapes that I thought would help and get them under my neck just the right way to get my neck supported because I always noticed I had these uh, kinks in my neck. The problem was none of that was helping because the materials on the inside of those pillows were not designed to fully support my neck, my shoulders, my head position, and therefore proper blood flow between my brain and my organs. Now, that may sound kind of weird. You may be saying, Kevin, what? I don't want to know about your blood flow between your brain and your organs. Hey, it's what causes you to get into REM cycle sleep. 
the ability for your brain to, to have proper blood flow to your heart back and forth so that your organs can go into that semi-paralysis state of rest so that they can heal, so that the cells do what they need to do to regenerate. Friends, that's what healthy sleep is all about. And the truth was I wasn't getting one-tenth of the amount of healthy sleep that I needed. You should be in REM cycle every night. You should be having dreams because your brain uh, is using that activity to uh, help reset itself. Here's the problem. It's not you. It's not the pillows uh, per se that you have. It's the pillow that you don't have. And that's why my pillow is what you need to have on your bed. Uh, let me tell you why. There's a patented formula on the inside of the pillow uh, for their fill material. Now, some, some pillows are filled with down. Some are filled with memory foam. Uh, none of that stuff works the way this stuff does because these interlocking pieces that are on the inside of the pillow actually allow the pillow not to crawl on you or to get away from you or to change its position or shape in the middle of the night. In fact, if you start out with uh, proper neck support, uh, putting the pillow right under where your neck is, you're going to wake up the next morning in that exact same position. It gives you the best night's sleep I've ever had, and I, I want you to be convinced and to try it for yourself. And that's why I talked to the guys at my pillow and I said, hey, can we give them one free if they buy one? That way, uh, husbands and wives and uh, parents and kids and whoever needs one in your house, you can get them. 800-506-2641 is the number, 800-506-2641. I want you to call and get your my pillow tonight. And they're going to send you the second one free. And when you do, the people in your house are suddenly going to be much nicer. <laughs> and you're going to seem much nicer because you're getting actual REM cycle rest. 800-506-2641. Have you ever had sleep interruptions? Get the MyPillow. See if it doesn't work. There's a 60-day money-back guarantee for any reason necessary. And they warranty the pillow for 10 years. 800-506-2641. Promo code KMC. Hey, this is a great place for newbies to come because what we can do is we can think through things together. That's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I called. But I just, I don't understand what the connection is between Christians and living in Texas. If you can't say to me that there's not a fair amount of attention Christian, the Christian community, Christian media, media places on, on guns. And Do you think, well, let me ask the, you this. Wait, wait, in in Jesus' time. you got to give me a second. I gave you a second. You gave me a second. So, the, the, with all this connection and all the emphasis, what percentage of that do you think is, is pro-gun versus anti-gun? You're it's asking me, Kev, to talk about people I don't know to, uh, to answer assertions <laughs> that you're asserting that I've not observed with my own two eyes, and we're talking about abstracts. Let's talk about specifics and deconstruct okay. thought from its very origin. Do you believe uh, Christians in Jesus' time owned mm -hmm. knives and swords? Uh, absolutely. Do you think Jesus ever said to them, don't defend your family or your children? Uh, I, I, I can't scripturally point out where he said that, but I don't think his intention was that. You don't, you don't believe Jesus wants you to defend your wife and your child? No, no, no. no I said scripturally I can't point out think of where he said that 
Well, but, but okay, the way you said you're new to the faith, so let me help. Biblical principles are true regardless of when they are applied or when they came about, right? So if if Jesus says protection of children is something that's close to his heart, then the protection of children is a principle that is ongoing. It doesn't stop at the end of the New Testament. It didn't stop when the church uh, uh, came into formation. It didn't stop when the disciples uh, were with him or were away from him. He said uh, the protection of children is an important value. Yes, and I'm a father of three kids, so obviously I agree with you. Okay, so if so, again, the the gun is no different than a pencil, a fork, a knife, a gardening tool, a baseball bat. Uh, a, a gun is a is an is just a, an inanimate material object. It, it can be used to save lives. It can be used to take lives. It can be used to provide food. It can be used to abuse animals in different ways. There's all kinds of outcomes that guns have associated with them. Yeah. So to look at to look at an inanimate objects and say, well if Christians say that it's important to have the right to use this under proper circumstances is in some way less than spiritual, I don't think that's biblically supported and I feel like that's what your position is. Now I may be wrong, but that's why I'm having the discussion because I want to understand where you're coming from. Where we live in modern society, there are certain rules we have to live by. Uh, All societies have rules to live by. Yeah. And so my son, he does not take his gun to our homeschool co-op. Um, he doesn't take his gun. We have a, there's a rule, no guns at the homeschool. So I have no problem with that, and there's a reason for the rule. It's not because I'm anti-gun or actually my son is, is very— No, you're teaching him to smart. obey authority. That's perfectly healthy. So well, hold on. But what's the difference now— there's a the reason Dartmouth has a gun law or a rule. Does your five year old does your five year old have a sixty seven year old creeper stalking him? Uh, wait. First of all, we're um, my we would be talking about my eleven year old, ten year old. Sorry, you're you're ten year old. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but so there's but there's a reason why those laws are in place. Right. This isn't a law. This is a university rule. And my question at the beginning of the hour was, should she obey the rules, not have the gun on campus, take the school to court to get an override and a special exemption in her case, or withdraw from the school and go to a school where she could be safe? Uh, Going back that's you want want the answer? You want my answer? Sure. I, I I would offer her and provide her different mechanisms for defense. And obviously she's got a serious problem. And the university has to be made aware of it. University police have to be made aware of it. Local police authorities have to be made aware of it. She's got a special case. But, uh, so you take her to court. You take it to court. Yeah.